Hello, everybody out there in the digital realm. You're listening to the Mind at Large podcast. This is episode four. Thanks for listening, by the way. Yeah. Glad to have you here. Glad you're uh, checking it out. It's a good thing. We actually have guests. What? Yes, that's right. Our first guests, uh, Steve Gottlieb and Julian Shalone, uh, who were actually a couple of my roommates uh, when I was going to school in Denton. So uh, to get them on the podcast, I actually had to drive up to Denton to go visit them. And because of that, Joseph actually isn't going to be on this podcast because he couldn't make it out there uh, with me for the entire weekend. Understandably so. I have a bit more free time on my hands, let's say. Anyway, so this is a really great episode uh, because it gives you a little bit of a glimpse into uh, the reality that I was living in during those years. During that second year that I lived there, there was like a 10-year age difference between each of my roommates, uh, you know, 21, 31, and 41. So it was really interesting because for me, it was it was almost, you know, being caught in the middle of that. It was like looking at past, present, and future. And, uh, you know, we're all guitarists. You know, this place that we lived at was uh, lovingly known as the Guitar House because everybody that lived there played guitar. Yeah, so it was interesting living with, uh, you know, other people who were uh, very similar <laughs> to myself. Uh, was definitely not used to that, but it was quite refreshing. Yeah, so our conversations uh, typically range from just absolutely absurd to uh, completely philosophical and deep and everything in between. So it's a pretty good setup for... Uh, for this episode here. Hope you enjoy. No, but I think Jules is right though. Like the idea of being on a podcast, you know, like it, theoretically anybody can listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So, so what's sure you have your, you might have your, might need to tighten that up, Jules. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. General concerns about like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything stupid. Right. I'm not going to say anything that's too offensive. Mm. Right. Well, you know, everybody has their own line. Mm-hmm. But then also like, you know, things that you might not even ever think about in the future. You know, like mm. what kind of position might you be in in the future where like, if someone saw this right. and heard something you said. And, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. You know, like... Whether it's a future job or like, yeah. Well, those are all things to you consider. Know, so, or like you propose to your girlfriend and her, you know, and her father starts digging you up online and like, what's this podcast? You know, uh, and like, oh, yeah. Oh, this guy likes to. <laughs> who knows what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I try to keep a fairly um, open-minded perspective in that regard because I mean, again, we're all in the same boat as far as we all teach. So we all have, you know, yeah, like for sure. There's there's children and stuff out, you know. Now, granted, I don't promote this to my students unless they're like adults. Right. I'll tell them I'm like, yeah, I do a podcast or whatever, you know, just because whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. They're adults. But if they're children, just like, mm, yeah, nah, yeah. nah, yeah. I don't want that shit getting back to parents. And yeah. If the parents find it on their own, well, eh, you know, talk to them about it. 
for me, I just, I mean, I can justify this. You know, if I, if it comes down to it and I need to, you know, discuss that with parents or whoever, it's just like, well, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I talk about some things that seem offensive, but we, we discuss it openly and it's not like the objective to offend, right? It's just yeah. open-ended discussion. So yeah. just try to learn. That's why I want you on here, man. Yeah, I think I, I learned think, a lot yeah. from you. I did. I learned a lot from you living oh, yeah? here, dude. Seriously, that is a thing. That's a thing. That's a thing. I, I tell everybody. I tell everybody about you, especially, but you guys <laughs> in general. Oh, nice. So, oh, well, thank you. We're no, special, man. Steve. Well, it definitely you goes. That? It definitely goes both ways. We're special. You know. No, it's true. Yeah, I, I feel like I learned more living in this house uh, than I did in class, really. Through all the gatherings that we've had and the the discussions yeah. we had in the backyard and just hanging out and all good that combination kind of, of people, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. for sure, like minded individuals, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. It's nice to to get that kind of learning away from the classroom, and you know, I think there's a lot to be said for that in general, just like about the educational model, yeah, you know how, I mean, in general, I mean, depending on what you're studying, but sitting sitting in a classroom is is typically not a great way to learn. It's you not. Know, doesn't offer like it doesn't maximize <clears throat> engagement. Mm-mm. No. You know. No. Whereas, you know, in the environment of a social mm. gathering, the fact that I mean, you can get really in depth with somebody where you can bounce around and any which way you're gonna get exposed to a lot of ideas. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a kind of setting where you get to take it as seriously or not as you want. You know. That's not a grade. Yeah. It's just you get to you know. It's all on you. I can yeah, I can try on these ideas, or not. And <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. yeah there's no tests. There's no uh, yeah. standardized kind of. You know, here's things you learn, and and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think a really good uh, example of that would be the experience of going to a guitar festival. Compared to like hmm. being in a program, going to school somewhere, studying the guitar. Hmm. Like when you go and, and do the festival thing, it's a totally different kind of experience because it is like a social gathering. Yeah. Like that's pretty much the general background against which all the other activities take place. You have all these people come to one place to be together and celebrate the guitar, you know. So then, you know, just like you know, the parties we have in the backyard here. It's mm-hmm. like you have just a whole lot of people with a lot of different ideas and they're hanging out with each other and talking about them. And, yeah. and sometimes that's formal, like it's a master class or a lecture. Or sometimes it's just people are hanging out between events or, you know, you're yeah in the evening after everything's over, you know. But that's what I'm talking the, about. At the hang. You know? that, that's, that's the best way to learn because of the fact that it's not um, like a... It's not like a, a strictly this or that kind of environment, right? Like it slips in and out between informal and formal and informal, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of both. Yeah. It's kind of nice. And it allows yeah. you to have the kind of experience and discussions that you wouldn't normally have in the classroom setting. Mm. Just because there's not time. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and partially also because it's not, you know, you can't... The formalities of it. Yeah, like you can't yeah. just like... You can't... Can't shoot the shit. You can't go of, between space dicks and music theory. <laughs> <laughs> no. Makes it really hard. <laughs> Because that's what's important. There's extremely, <laughs> there's extremely little room for space dicks in, in, in a the theory classroom. curriculum. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, if you're going to cover all of the augmented six chords, I mean, you just don't have time <laughs> to talk about space dicks. I mean, I could probably think of a few theory professors I've had who wouldn't mind talking about space dicks at all. See, that's where I was behind the curve because I had to learn more about space dicks outside the classroom. No, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> that's a lie. It's like, what are all these cadences about? This is bullshit. Bold faced lies. <laughs> or lack of them sometimes. like we're on uh, WRR and uh, next up <laughs> oh next up we have a uh, uh, we have uh, Julian Chalon no no actually it's going to be uh, Anton Bruckner uh, oh. symphony number 3 performed <laughs> by uh, St Martin in the Fields symphony Jules you you um, realize you realize Jules they, you would be really good for that do they do, <laughs> you should do that do they do Bruckner I mean like on the one hand they do everything but I mean you know you know, Bruckner's I, uh, pretty I actually have never heard uh, Mr. Anton Bruckner on WRR 101.1, the classical. And the actually, cla- no. What do, they, a, do they call it? Uh, you know what? Um, in San Antonio, the, the classical channel goes, uh, it's your classical oasis. Uh, oh. Actually, no. Oh. It, 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 it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, See, uh, they always do the your thing. Yeah. You know, okay. It's uh, Thank WRR. you for listening to your no. 95.5. <laughs> Maybe it's that. I, 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 I can't remember, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's actually WRR, the classical 101.1. Hmm. And this is uh, your Rotary Trinity for the day. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and next up, we actually have... It um, never works. <laughs> it never works. <laughs> no. I'm never less angry. But I remember I'm one like, time... like, wow, this Debussy is so beautiful, and I still want to punch this guy in the face. <laughs> the most Get the hell out of the passing lane. Okay, uh, hey, we have a captive audience. Let's all take a moment to talk about the pass- how the passing lane works. All right. Are we actually recording? I, I, we've been recording. Oh, shit. I know. <laughs> That's how I get those conversations, man. Exactly. Exactly. You knew. That's good. That's I know. Yeah. You knew. You yeah. knew. Yeah. <laughs> Jules is all over here like, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Like, I would, thought you were just like warming me up. No, nah, man. Like, slide it on in. Yeah. He was waiting for like the red button, the, yeah. the red light to go yeah. on. And, on air. Yeah. 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 Okay, I don't want to forget the so passing lane. So if anybody doesn't know, the lanes on the highway are not demarcated by like the speed. Like you know, people like to think of the left lane as the fast lane and the right lane as the slow lane. That's mm-hmm. that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's there's there's no reality to that whatsoever. Although people tend to drive faster on the re- left and slower on the right, but the lane on the left. Passing, which I like to call the number one lane. Okay, you know, there's however many there are, they have a number, right? right, right. So, in the number one lane, it's for passing, yep. And it doesn't matter what speed you're going, whether it's the speed limit or under or over or far over, you shouldn't just be driving in the passing lane. The whole point is to get around people who are going slower, and then once you have, you exit that lane, yep. And if you need to use it again to pass somebody else, you get back in that lane and yeah. use it to pass. Yeah. And that's, that's the way, way it's it works. Yeah. That's the way it works. So, so it <laughs> basically, so. as a rule of thumb for those of you who are... <laughs> it's a public service announcement. You know, <laughs> not sure exactly what, what that means is that you, you shouldn't drive in the left lane basically at all. I mean, unless, it's, unless you're just sitting, unless, yeah. sitting in traffic. You know, it's like, okay, they're going to fill up these lanes, right? But... 
when traffic's moving, you know, you got to get the, you got to be out of the way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even if you're, you know, even if you're going 10 miles over the speed limit, 10 miles an hour over the speed limit, right. you know, like right. there, there will be people that want to drive faster that, than yeah. you. No, and totally. it doesn't matter totally. whether it's like legitimate or not, whether they're assholes or whether they're on the way to the hospital because their yeah. wife is giving birth or you don't know. But the point is like, that's, that's irrelevant. You you need to get out of the way. Yeah. And even if you decide that, well, I want to I want to drive in this lane. I feel like I'm going fast enough. Know that when someone comes up behind you, it's incumbent on you yes. to get out of the way. Yes. The law says you need to get out of the way because you're blocking the lane. Yep. And it doesn't matter if they're being a jerk, tailgating you, or honking at you, or flashing their brights at you. They're trying to get the point across to you that hey. Yeah, I want to move past you when you're blocking me. Yeah, you need to move. Yeah, yeah, you're making it hard on everybody else, like where they have to go around you. Like yeah. that's that's not acceptable. And the big problem, <laughs> which I mean, I know you well understand this, is yes. just for everybody else's benefit, is that when you don't observe this general rule, then people who want to drive faster end up having to go around you. And when they do that, they weave the basket into the other lanes, and then everybody else freaks out and they and they slow down and mm-hmm. all. So it really, that's what causes traffic. Yeah. Well, there's is, that video that came out not too long ago that showed that when you like cut into someone else's lane, it stops and it creates a chain reaction of braking. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so yeah. and then it just keeps happening back and forth. It's a symptom of itself almost, like after yeah. a while. Yeah. So you want the people who are driving the fastest to be able to go easily in a passing lane through past other people, so that everybody else doesn't have to drive slower. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the source of most traffic is just yeah, totally. people improperly using the passing lane. Just some some dick that's just slowing everybody down. <laughs> the other day, yeah. the other day on three eighty, coming back from McKinney back to Denton, mm-hmm. the, uh, the speed limit's sixty, and for some reason it slows down to thirty. Not in the number one, in the number two, but there's a dude on a scooter going thirty six miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, fuck the world. <laughs> Wait, but he's in the in the number two lane. He's in the number two. I mean, bless his heart. Like oh, he's yeah. not doing anything yeah. wrong. But Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, that's it's adventurous. Know. Yeah. <laughs> See, and now there's another one of those things that like most people don't know because they're not truckers. But truckers know this. Like, there's supposed to be a. It's not a law, but it's a kind of a courtesy thing that like if you're going significantly slower than the rest of traffic. Mm-hmm. And I guess to the point where there are, you know, more than like five or six people lined up behind you, all obviously wanting to pass, but it's the number two lane and there are only two lanes. The courtesy there is that you should pull over periodically and let people pass so that traffic can go through. Yeah, that's good. And obviously that's inconvenient for you, but like you driving 36 miles an hour in a fucking 60 zone is way more inconvenient for everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's the polite thing to do. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got that out of the way because honestly, I, I feel better about it now. Yeah, yeah. See, see, yeah. I've been wanting to do that. It just hasn't come up. The opportunity hasn't hasn't come up yet, mm-hmm. as far as the show is concerned. But I was thinking about that while I was driving up here. Yeah, I was like, man, I need to fucking let some people know because that's some bullshit. Oh yeah, dude. So yeah, yeah, very much bullshit. Thank you, Gottlieb. Yeah, well, <laughs> check. <laughs> you could check that off of the, uh, the the grand list of goals. Yes, large and small. Yeah. For uh, making the world a better place. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. That's I feel right. like we should eventually come back. Like every few weeks, you need to come back and be like, "Hey, everyone, <laughs> hey, don't forget about the passing <laughs> lane." <thing." laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> just every few episodes. Yeah. Oh, by the way, remember that time we talked about the passing lane? I'm still, I'm still seeing people out there. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Are you not listening? No. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you can just like have links. Like every time it comes up and it gets mentioned, there'll mm-hmm. just be like a link to like the portion of this podcast where we talked about it, and it'll just be like, bam, there you are. I like it. That'd be really cool if it you know it became a thing. Like people, have you used that, that one podcast that does the thing with the, with the passing layer? You have you seen that? Like, if that could only become a meme, you know, this, then like then yeah, yeah. theoretically we this, we could solve this issue. Too lofty. This, this is gonna this is gonna go viral. No, uh, it just sounds gross saying it. It just sounds gross saying. It. We, we need a we need a virus video. I made, I made the virus video for Guys, the Varg hat. if only we can become memes, <laughs> fucking kill me. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, yeah, bullet in the head. Yeah, it's, it's not a reasonable measure of success. It's not, no. No. No, it's not. It's not. Because no one will pay attention. That's kind of the point. Yeah. yeah. Let's go, oh, that's funny. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you might get a TV show. What? Get that, two episodes on Fox? <laughs> Hey man, I was on Fox for two episodes before they canceled my awful show. Oh, I never watched it. Yeah, because it, it was on, on Tuesdays. It's 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 like cops, but we just focus on the passing lane. That's oh, it. God. <laughs> it's like Mario Kart level disaster. Yeah, they need to do that oh, on Mario man. Kart. Man. Wheels yeah, flying, tires off. flying off. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. Man, next level Mario Kart. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Have you played the new, like, Mario Kart 8? I've not. It's fucking crazy. Is it? Yes. I, I haven't played it, hmm. personally. Or, but, like, there, I mean, it might, it, there whatever. are multiple ways to play it, too, right? Because, like, you can, <laughs> is there a steering thing that you can get, like, a separate thing? Or you use the nunchuck and you have to, like, steer uh, with the nunchuck? Well, the, the newest Wii controllers aren't, like, the old ones. Yeah. They're, like, a big plastic block and there's a tv screen in the middle of it what oh fuck yeah i haven't seen those yeah, ones. yeah yeah this is before whatever the new crazy thing the switch they have now whatever the nintendo switch have you not seen that fucking uh, thing? yeah I've, I've i haven't seen it in person but i've heard but you've about seen it. like you got yeah, yeah, yeah. have you seen the like the videos of it and shit no i'll show you one after this it's okay. fucking insane like but this yeah. is like the no. precursor to that like the controller has a screen in it yeah and yeah i think you can use the old wii controllers too but for the first player you need this thing Hmm. But I think my buddy has it. And I remember doing it, and it's just—it's like a fucking roller coaster. You go all different angles. Your car turns into a boat. It turns into a ship. It just does it automatically. Like, okay, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like uh, sure. Well, what? It's the Japanese. <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, they're, it's Mario. They're good at. It. They don't give a fuck. You. I mean, yeah, like yeah. he used to be a raccoon. All about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever you know. Plumber high on mushrooms. Yeah. Riding dinosaurs. Kicking saving. the shit out of turtles. <laughs> saving the princess. And, yeah. 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 Why not? Why not? Yeah. It's flying. It works. Yeah. Hey, man. Millions of people bought it, man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Who would have thought? If you if you explain that to somebody, just, right. just the original concept. Yeah. I always, man. You're like, you sit somebody down in like 1975 and just be like, listen, 10, <laughs> ten years from now, listen, <laughs> 10 years from now, there's going to be a game about a, an Italian plumber. And his brother. And his brother, <laughs> his brother Ouija, <laughs> who gets no love, by the way. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. He has his own spinoff game. He's had a couple. Yeah. yeah. 
There was that one Mario is Missing. I don't know if you've ever played that one. Mm. I haven't. No. Never heard of it. Uh, I think it was on SNES. I think. Mm. Maybe it might have been on the original, the OG Nintendo. I remember the name of the title, but I've never seen it. Yeah, you're trying to find Mario. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. It sounds kind of lame. Yeah. Right? See, I didn't know about the... Um, it's like that's what Luigi was up to the whole time. You know how there's... Like, just there's, trying to find Mario. <laughs> you know, there's Mario and Wario, and, but then there's Luigi and then the other... Waluigi. Waluigi? I have not, heard, I have not heard of Waluigi. Wa, Waluigi is Walu- a character. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And he's like the anti Luigi. Right, right, right. Yeah. Skinny. And there's some really great mustache. there's some really great memes about like <laughs> about uh you know, describing the character as, as like as like archetypes for you know, the kinds of people they are, their personalities, whatever. I, it, they turn it into like a philosophical thing. It's kinda I mean, is it not just like the the quark anti quark kind of thing? You know, like <laughs> I mean, just like basically yeah. matter and anti matter. Yeah, I mean, you take that idea, but then you get like really deep with it, like go way yeah. beyond just like Mario and Luigi and talk about the human condition. You know, right. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a great way to go into it. By the way, yeah, I yeah. was trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah, well, here <laughs> we are. Here we are. Here we are. Because <laughs> that's the, like I said, that's that's the main it's the main subject. It's the main subject that that's dear to me the human condition just trying to figure out what the fuck we're all doing so man we're all stuck here so mm-hmm. we are so why not you know no. try to figure it out i have no idea no you, okay so but but does it matter that you have no idea i don't know like does, does that it does <laughs> <laughs> my question is because of because of your um position here or like the way you're just like ah, like Ooh. does that does do you think that invalidates your your opinion about things no Absolutely. There you go. It doesn't. So yeah, I just I don't know what the fuck. I'm so doing. then why? So yeah. why be bothered by it? Oh. You know. Well, a lot of people aren't. Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Your experience is valid, Jules. That's cool. I mean, everyone. I don't know. I think everyone's is. Yeah. Is that is that a weird thing to say? Yeah. I mean, I believe that. Totally is. We all have valid experiences. Yeah. It's yeah. like legit. based on the virtue that we're all alive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It tells you what not to do too. <laughs> well, fuck that. <laughs> Well, kind of like you know, like the Phelps, like the uh, okay, the uh, like the uh, the kill all fags people. God hates fags, like those people. Who are those people? Uh, the the Westboro Baptist Church. Folk. Oh, those people, man! Yeah. Fuck those people. Exactly. Like you see them, and like you're like, man, like yeah, let them talk. Let just it shows you what not to do. <laughs> no, it, it's true. It's true. That's one thing that that I mean. Again, it, it's it's a very <laughs> nice. It's a very dear issue to me. Those are all for him, by the way. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Jules. Okay. Fine. This is not for you. I don't like those. Li- those live oaks are weird. Oh man. Oh no, I like them, man. They yeah, right. No, I mean but- I dig a I could dig a pilsner. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's it, cool. No, it's the cool. topic is not beer. It's, yeah. it's no, it's it's good to know what you're drinking too, though. Yeah. But you know, it's cool. We're not trying to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no agenda here. Hell nah, no. Um. No, but that's like a near and dear issue for me as yeah. well. You know, just like fucking wrestling through all that that bullshit, man. You know, oh, yeah. it's like and, and and free speech in general. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like they can say that. Like I don't agree with that. Yeah. But they have the right to say that. Fuck yeah. Right. And yeah. you have the right to be like, man, those guys are fucking idiots. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's awesome. Because totally. you know, because you know what they're all about. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like yeah. clearly you just you just avoid them. Yeah. You're just like whatever. They're a the, fringe group. You know what really bugs me? What is is the idea that like if you disagree with somebody that like that you shouldn't talk to them? 
mm-hmm. or that like mm-hmm. or that like for example debating somebody who you think is so wrong that it's below me or something like that yeah you know, I, I think that's total bullshit it is bullshit because like if you think you're right you shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid to stand in front of anybody and <laughs> and talk about that yeah whether they agree or not this guy what whether you- whether they're mature or immature in their agreement or disagreement Right, you know, irrelevant. I, I think, and it, it, it maybe it's strange to say this, but I think that actually stems from insecurity and and uh, an inability to justify oh, your perspective. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you know what I've I've also heard from from some people that I know when I've tried to talk about these things is a reluctance towards justifying their belief. Like I don't feel like I have to justify my belief to anybody, which. I agree. I mean, to a certain extent, I, like, I can understand it. I don't agree with it, but I can understand it. But it also, to me, it seems like a, a cop-out of sorts. Of like, well, I mean, yeah, you don't have to justify your existence to anybody. Like, You don't have to tell anybody. No one deserves. No one is, is... You don't automatically owe an answer to anybody. So I get that. Yeah. But if you're just having a conversation like this, and you're kind of going into it knowing like, well, we're just going to talk about things, it seems like a strange method to exit the conversation you know what i mean it's like at a certain point it's like oh i don't need to justify this to anybody this is what i believe yeah you know i mean like it, it to me it seems like a uh like a button was pushed well i don't know that's my interpretation to, of that. i want to make sure i understand yeah, like I'm not sure what the context exactly. like is it you know somebody's in the conversation and then they just decide well like well i don't have to I don't have to justify it to you. Or is it like someone who just wishes to avoid the conversation altogether because they're not comfortable talking about it? Is it like, no, no, I don't owe you an answer or I'm not, yeah. I'm just not comfortable talking about it. Or like, let's just say it would, let's hypothetical situation. Let's say it's somebody that's just very openly opinionated and you start questioning them on the shit they're saying. Mm-hmm. That's the situation I'm talking about. Okay. okay. Well then in that case, I mean, I'd be inclined to think that, this person is just unwilling to examine their beliefs. Hmm. Most likely. That's interesting. I think that describes a lot of people. Yes. Where no, like, I agree with this that. Is, this is what I think, and I don't want to talk about it because I don't want to have to think about it because I don't want to have to accept the possibility that I might not even really agree with my own beliefs if I sat there and thought them, thought about them long enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's not everybody, but like if, if I were to hear, you know, your hypothetical situation, if I were a part of that, like right. that would be, you know, not my assumption, but one of my guesses of, you know, the, what's possibly going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was my thought process with that, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of curious to, to hear your thoughts about that. <laughs> I don't know. I thought maybe I was like, you know reaching too far with that yeah. or just kind of I mean, making I can, assumptions or something like that. No, I, I think that's fair. I but I can see other situations where I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that. Where like if somebody just said, "I don't, I don't think my opinion matters," and I'm not trying to convince anybody, mm. you mm. know, then like I get how you could just be like, eh, "I don't really care," you know. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, kind of me. I don't have no. any. <laughs> I don't have any skin in the game, and uh. yeah, I'm not out to convince anybody. I don't have an agenda. It's just uh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. And I don't also. I also don't care enough to, to really talk about it very much. I see. I can see. I mean, I've met people like that who are just like, I don't, I don't give a shit enough to talk about it. And it's yeah. not like I'm opinionated about it. And yeah. Don't want to get in an argument or anything. It's just. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. Try to get to know people as best as possible. 
I think that's a good yeah. thing. It's a good sign. Yeah. I mean, also because, like, for me personally, I think um, what one one of my goals in life is to try to find uh, my own contradictions, right? Because mm-hmm. as as people, we all have those contradictory beliefs, you know, on certain issues, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, cognitive dissonance. Yeah. And for myself, it's like trying to eliminate that as much as possible. Like trying to find something, some kind of pathway that best eliminates those cognitive dissonances. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just for the most part. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it seems like an impossible task. And maybe that, that could be an argument too. Is like, well, why fucking try? You know, it's like perfectionism doesn't exist. So why fucking try? Yeah. Well, that's what all those acid heads <laughs> argued. Like the, the acid gurus. Hmm. The guys who were out there, like, making it and giving it away. I was reading an article about this the other day, actually. How, um, there's one famous guy who, uh, who was a chemist and produced, like, you know, some ridiculous, like, millions of hits of acid. And, like, for the most part, like, just gave most of it away. Um, because he thought he was sharing enlightenment with people, you know. Saw, Hmm. he saw it as, like, a spiritual task. But it was interesting the way he described it is he said, he said that like, you know, we, we build these walls within our consciousness and our psyche to hide those kinds of things, basically, as right. like a, as like a psych- psychological self-defense mechanism of like not having to face things. And so you're able to separate them or like, what's the, uh, that Eastern notion of, uh, what do they call it? Um compartmentalization, right? Ah, uh, Something see. like that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're able to have, you know, contradictory, <clears throat> mutually exclusive beliefs and then just, you know, not really examine them and not see how the contradiction yeah. creates dissonance in your mind and in your life and all that. And so he said, basically, that uh, this, this chemist, that that was what acid did. It, was, it allowed you to elevate yourself above those walls. Right. Or, or shrink the walls down, whatever, whichever way you want to look at it, so that you could see these things and address them. Right. And that that was really the goal of lysergic acid was not, you know, to have a party, is but that, to it, be able to examine examine the self and and to heal one's psyche. But would that be exclusive to LSD or would that be uh, any sort of psychoactive substance? I, I think you could argue that different substances will have those those Offer those uh, opportunities, but I, right. I think that you know that there'll be different kinds of opportunities, and they'll operate in different ways. Okay, just yeah. a variation of the same type of experience. I would imagine. Okay. Yeah. See, because I don't know, because the only the only psychoactive thing that I've done is mushrooms. So I don't even have the comparison of acid to mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? So sure. Um, I don't know the difference, like as far as variation is concerned you know like Mm -hmm. variables and whatnot so but i have seen and heard about um you know trials and research that have been done for you know any kind of psychoactive chemical to serve the same kind of purpose Mm -hmm. of just eliminating the boundaries inside you know your brain Mm -hmm. physically to where you have different different areas that don't normally communicate with each other that are able to build those connections sure so yeah i think that i Go ahead. I was just talking to you the other day about, you know, the conversations that I really enjoyed listening to um, between Graham Hancock and Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talk a lot about DMT and ayahuasca 
and Graham Hancock describes, you know, his experiences through that. And I, I found it intriguing the way he, the way he likes to personify psychoactives. Mm-hmm. And like when he, when he describes ayahuasca experiences that he and his wife partook in, he, he, he literally describes it as meeting a person and yeah. having it like a conversation and experience with that person. And he says things like ayahuasca said to me. Yeah. Like as literally as if it's an entity and it, and it spoke literally to him. And some people have described that as like, uh, their idea of God. And that's a sure, weird, it's a weird see, thing. I you can know see I mean? that. Yeah. I know it's, it's not like a, uh, you know, whatever. I'm just saying it's all interpretation, but mm-hmm. Like, I know the first time I did mushrooms, that's kind of how I felt, you know. I felt like everything that I was seeing, it was it was unified. And to me, my understanding of that with the Catholic upbringing was, oh, that's, that's, that's what God is. Like, I, it was almost like, oh, so it's not fucking bearded man in the sky bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. that you're being fed by the, you know, like the general <laughs> the general idea, right? This, this dude that's just watching over everything. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, it's totality. You know what I mean? It's just another name for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Infinity. Yeah, infinity. It's supposed to be like the alpha and the omega, just everything. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, like I don't think that's I don't think it's entirely divorced from from science. And strangely enough, like I feel like looking up things about quantum science, like quantum physics, mm-hmm. for some reason that kind of led me back towards the idea of uh, believing in uh, some kind of god figure. You know, just mm-hmm. totality, just belonging to things. I definitely feel like that's kind of one of the next evolutionary steps of I want to say science but then you know some people might argue well then it's not science but I think <laughs> I think there's a certain degree to which the scientific community has to has to begin to put a little bit of faith back into the human experience right and not that like you know one person's experiences don't prove anything the same way that like my exp- that a person's experience with with their god or a drug or whatever might you know define something for them and make something real for them make something true for them like yeah okay we can we can separate that from you know what we might call objective or scientific truth or whatever but but at the very least to let to let those things to let those things have like an effect on the kinds of questions that we ask. I think that's a fair role for, for faith or spirituality or, um, altered states to serve a purpose in scientific inquiry. Yeah. Because, you know, I I mean, really when you think about it, you know, science doesn't work if you don't have a question to ask. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to have a question, you have to have a hypothesis to test. And, and so, any any kind of thing that we can open ourselves up to that that would provoke us to ask different kinds of questions or to ask familiar questions in different ways or in a different context you know like i think right that should be i feel like that ought to be pretty useful and i'd like to see that as uh, one of the one of the future portions of of scientific inquiry is yeah. including those things and, and not letting them like be a basis. Right. But just considering but, them. But yeah, just let them inform yeah. our, our process. Yeah. Because to, to me and, and 
you know, I feel this is a fairly accurate um, uh, analysis of this, but I feel like science explains the how, but it doesn't quite explain the why. You know, it explains processes. It explains things that we experience and that we can see and they're mm-hmm. observable, but it doesn't quite give meaning to them. You know I mean, it's very much just here's things, mm-hmm. here's what they are, mm-hmm. and then we derive the meaning ourselves as people. Yeah, based on our own experiences. I uh, <laughs> after every portion of your statement there, I had a thought. You know, and then in totality, in totality now I'm just okay. Yeah. Now, how do I formulate this thought? But the first thing I was what I was gonna say when you first started was like I don't really, I personally don't really believe in why, hmm. and like a purpose for, for the reason that I mean you you already alluded to to why I think that way is because um, I I don't think meaning is inherent. I don't think meaning is something that exists. It's certainly not a part of like objective reality. Not, I think, not objectively. No, no, not at all. It's just, I, I, I believe that people create meaning. Yeah. And I think that one, that that's the only source of meaning. And two, I also think that we can't help or control the fact that we do that. I think that's one of the things that's essential about humans and one of the things that contributes to the human condition is that we can't stop ourselves yeah. from making meaning. But is that not also one of the beautiful things about the human experience overall? Because of the fact that, let's say if you get into futuristic, robotized, kind of automated existence, right? Everything's programmed, everything's totally empirical and based Ugh. on... like Yeah, does, does that not take out the emotional experience that we experience uh experience as humans you know what i mean maybe i think so i think it does too yeah because if everything's going to be perfect and synthesized and able to like recreate <clears throat> it's not recreate but if it fucks up it's able to like uh god damn it fix its mistakes excuse me there's a better word i could use for that but <laughs> fix its stakes mal- like immediately yeah like that's boring Right. Stupid. That's what I'm saying. There's no like, growth. There's no, like, like errors. Well, errors. They're not fun anymore, you know? Well, because growth is defined by an overall purpose. Yeah. A goal. But it has a purpose to probably grow or, like, fix whatever it is. But, like, it's going to get it, like, but, right away, I think, too quickly. But how does it know when it's reached its goal? I mean, it depends on what the goal is. But, like, I feel, like, all computers do. Yeah. All robotics do. They have like a centralized thing they're always trying to work towards. Always. Like that's their sole purpose. Yeah. Is that one goal. So like once that goal is set, oh yeah, that's what what we do. (laughs) I mean, that's not how robots talk. It's probably like. (laughs) It's like. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It doesn't even need to talk anymore because it just does it. It just, every every part of it knows. Yeah. Because language, in that sense, Mm -hmm. language would be um, um, obsolete. Yeah. You know. I mean, well, yeah, in that example, I was going to say that uh, language is superfluous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Point. Okay. Like if if yeah, my yeah. task is complete, I shut down because there's nothing for me to do. Mm. <laughs> but it, but I think it would know that. Like it was like, okay, this is done. What else? Can what I else do? is there to do? This is all Close I was programmed to, to do, problem. and yeah. I've done it. <laughs> now what? <laughs> well, it's like that do episode you, of Rick and Morty. Yeah. He builds this little robot. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. You see that great. clip? It's like, what is my purpose? <laughs> it's like to pass the button. Pass the button. Pass the butter. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Let's say hypothetically that 
humans just um, became extinct and all you had was robots that were programmed by humans, do you think that there would be a point where they become self-evolving? Or do you think that's just it? Like, they're just doomed? What does that mean? Meaning, like, because they're programmed by us, if there's not some sort of program that dictates evolution... Well, that's the thing. Like some of these like programs, I think people are writing now. They're they're starting to like self realize in a way. Yeah, they are. That's why I'm asking. So I think that's that a thing. After a while, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just depends like when the technology hits. I think like because yeah, at a point, I think it it possibly could go total matrix. Like who knows? Like we we don't know. That's the other thing. Like it's gonna, just it's too hard to say. I'm too. I'm gonna at the risk of sounding conspiratorial. I already think that exists. Okay. I'm a, I'm, I think we're already there. Well, have you seen that uh, they uh, they grew a, a, a lamb in like a like a bag? I have like, not it was seen. Basically, this. like like a this little sounds, baby. Like they they cloned. This sounds insane. A lamb. So like they put it like inside. I think the womb, and they let it develop a little bit. Then they did the rest inside of a bag, and you could like, sure clear. About that? I thought they were artificially inseminated. Oh, then that's what it is. Like they're artificially inseminated. Uh, but whatever. I don't happen to know. I or maybe Something. I just assumed that. Well, but. cloning process. Same thing. You still have to like artificially inseminate. I, don't you? I, I don't know. I thought I don't fucking know. Whatever. I'm bullshitting. But anyway, it was Actually, inside yeah, a sheet. Yeah, they yeah, pull yeah, it yeah. out. They pull it out, yeah. and then they let it develop the rest of it. Its development inside this bag, and then it was born. Yeah, it's alive. It's real. So. Uh, I mean, uh, here's the thing with that, with cloning, because I know cloning's been a thing for a long time, like since like the 90s, I think is when I first heard about Dolly. Yeah. So with cloning, I've always been on the fence about it because from a practical standpoint, I can understand if you're talking about providing food, like let's say for all the carnivores out there and I'm one of them, like I love meat and I'm not, I'm unashamed, you know, like I, whatever, you know, because there are people that feel ashamed and whatever meat industry, yada, yada, yada. Um, but in the way that kind of, you know, if you're cloning animals and you're using their cloned meat to feed yourselves, okay, I could see that as a practical solution for that industry, right? At the same time, it, it leads to the um, uh, implications of uh, human cloning and all that kind of stuff, right? Like that's one of the beliefs about that is how far does it go, right? If you can clone a sheep, can you clone a human? And there was a really great bad movie about it with four Michael Keatons called Multiplicity. And I love that, <laughs> I love that movie. Hey, Dave. <laughs> Still one of my favorite movies. It's like, I, lo- I, I don't know, some of these movies, it's just, I love the worst you movies. You know, what's funny, <laughs> but, what's funny is that I've never seen that movie, but people repeat lines from that movie yeah, all the time to yeah. me. Yeah, because you're Steve. Yeah. Steve, I want some pizza. Like, it's like got that one, like, retarded clone. It's a clone of a clone, and it came out just, like, totally just idiotic. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like <laughs> incest, it's like, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you, that's, can't, you can't do that. As, as ridiculous as See, the, nature, as the, you know. Yeah. It provides See, certain, certain uh, you know, safety features. Right. Yeah. But you can always find those little <laughs> gems of truth in even the most ridiculous movies. Like, the mo- the premise of that movie was totally ridiculous, right? It was kind of sure. si- it was silly. It was a silly movie. Mm-hmm. But you can find those little, like, nuggets of truth of, like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense, you know? But anyway. Information so, deteriorates. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. So let's go back to uh, automation. Or, or rather robotics or the AI or whatever you want to call it. Thank you. Uh, wherever we were. <laughs> Went off the rails for a second. Mm. We've been off the rails. I think, uh, no, no. I, I think this is good. I like this. <laughs> I think you can compare 
because we were talking about like what's what's the impetus for a program yeah you know yeah i think well how i think it's really easy to argue how is it any different from uh, any kind of biological organism that Mm -hmm. just will sustain life Mm. in what way recreate life or rather recreate sustain self recreate self reproduce are you talking about an egoistic thing no oh no i mean in terms of like as a for for well, most biological well, organisms but like, i'm just saying you went from like you went almost from like a species thing to like a self thing like an individualistic mm, thing that's no, kind of what no. i felt there no, i interpreted no, that from the no. language i didn't mean it that way sorry. okay sorry no i i think that like an amoeba yeah i just as a you're any, an amoeba. it's just it doesn't matter <laughs> what kind of you're, you're an ammonite <laughs> yeah exactly um well, your epidermis is showing. It doesn't matter what kind oh, of what up. kind of living organism we're <laughs> we're talking about. Like the 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 central goal for anything alive is to sustain your own life and to reproduce, right? To ensure yeah, the yeah. survival that's, of your species. That's, that's existence one. So, I mean, if you take that and apply it to machines, right. I mean, like, well, we're already there because machines are already making machines. And the fact that they're already doing that, that if we were to disappear, I would just assume that machines would continue making machines and they would just continue to make them better and better and better. And that would be their version of evolution. Right. It's just the machines get more efficient. Processors right. get faster and smaller. Okay. And but, but is efficiency everything? See, and this becomes the well, question. I don't know if it- This becomes the question of human obsolescence, of where we fit into this. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if everything was just based on efficiency and task at hand kind of um, thinking. Then kill humans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because we're totally obsolete in that regard. Like, yes. machines can do everything better than us, right? Mm-hmm. Except when it comes to emotional kind of uh, intelligence. And, you know, I mean, you, know, you, could, you could argue if that's even a thing, but I think it is. I, I think the only thing there is, is we just haven't figured out how to teach machines how to do that yet. And yeah. once we do, they'll do it better. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to program that, would that not, not look at? Would that not look almost like a? I don't know what you would call that, but like a like a branching kind of um, diagram, like a like a tree, the branches upon branches upon branches of hierarchical orders in which. Mm-hmm. The machine decides what action to take mm-hmm. in terms, right? Because it's still systematic, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, if this, then this, mm-hmm. and if not, then this, and then you go down this other path of mm-hmm. other. Um, Choose your own adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that's. I mean, again, that's that's simple programming, of course. If you decide that. to enter the cave, turn to page eighty-three. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to kill all humans. <laughs> Turn to page sixty nine. Hey, you guys have seen that video, right? Of the of the AI robot, or, or I have, with some kind of robot or whatever. I think I, I think it, I know what you're talking says, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Jules has not seen this. I don't know this one. We'll we'll watch it later. Yeah, there's like <laughs> this robotic face, and they're talking to it, and it's like answering questions and shit. Oh, and at I some point, it's like, do you want to kill all humans? And it goes like, yes, kill all humans. <laughs> like, I think I have. It's seen just that. really freaky looking. You know. Have you seen the blowjob robot? No. What? I, I, 
You know I, those like those. Can, creep- can I say that I would like to experience the blowjob robot? Uh, well, once like you see it, you may not. <laughs> oh, never mind. Is it, is it going to bite your dick off? Is it, that what's going to happen? It may like do some. It, I don't know. See if its program, well, if know, its hierarchical structure well, is kill finish. all humans. Let me finish. And it's a blowjob nah. robot. <laughs> It's pretty like a simple machine, but it's kind of like those. Of course it is. No, no, no. But I mean, like, it's literally just like a fake head and like a wooden box and like a motor. Oh, you know. And then, but see the commercial mm. for it. It's just like dress it up in some clothes and make it look like a real woman while it gives you a really awful blowjob. Really? See, this was my question: Is that like? Blowjob robots. If you have, like, let's say you have a blowjob robot, like, does the okay. way it looks matter to you like, versus if, the way it feels? Like, if you're if you're all about like getting a blowjob from a robot, like, mm-hmm. do you give a shit if it has a head or a face, or does it like mm. you know just is the mechanism good enough? No, or, no. Or, like oh, how how aesthetically appealing. <laughs> Does this I have does answer. the fake I head have, have, have to be answer. like? I will should say, it have should it should there be lipstick on the on see, the fake head? You know, and this is gonna not? this is gonna I think there is is the head. You know, is it an attractive head? Right. Is it you know or? Is but it, this gets into an interesting question because I think a large portion of the majority wouldn't care. Like I think I mean you got people fucking you know literally fucking fleshlights and all that kind of shit. So that's kind like, of my point. Is that like, like does it really matter? Doesn't even have to resemble a human. So for them, if it, <laughs> if, it, if it resembled a human and like they would be all about it. Now personally, I will say I like and it's gonna sound as gonna sound really fucking old school and just you know eh, like whatever. But like I like the emotional aspect of that. Like I like that someone fucking chooses to fuck you. It's like cool. Like I don't know. I get off to that. It's like great i mean yeah. you know like yeah would you want to fuck a dead body no like you know, <laughs> you know what i mean there's Ooh. there's no oh, well how hot is the body <laughs> and, and when did it die <laughs> <laughs> would i would i have found this body really attractive when it was alive yeah okay. and if so how long has it been yes yeah. Basically, these are important questions. These are very important questions. This, these are the questions that death metal tries to answer. If it's, it's like true. two minutes, <laughs> that is true. That is true. This <laughs> is the service that Cannibal Corpse has done for the world, it's very for true. the community, for uh, the world. No, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, maybe we should spend about twenty minutes talking about the song <laughs> "Orgasm Through Torture." Oh no, yeah. that's okay. <laughs> we just need to know that it exists. For the record, I'm a th- big fan of Cannibal Corpse. I own every one of their albums. This is true. I seen it. And Vile yeah. is, is a favorite. Well, there you go. So, Orgasm Through Torture, track 10. Go check it out. There's All some, right. There's some great mixed meter as well. Ooh. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. Sold me on yeah, the mixed man. meter. Yeah, dude. Four and five. Uh-huh. Back and forth. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Measure four, measure five. That's that's pretty dope. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Cool. So uh, about fucking dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we left off. And before that, well, actually, <laughs> before that, I wanted I wanted to interject before that when we were talking about the blowjob machine that yes. you know okay. that uh, as Jules says, you know, ain't nothing gay about getting your dick sucked. Mm-hmm. Nah. So you know, it's true. Whether whether it be an organi- organism or yeah. or a machine, you know. Here's the thing. I don't think Jules is worried about it. Here's the thing that I will say, though. (laughs) Uh, Admittedly, as far as orgasm is concerned, I would need a little bit of variation, and that would be my problem with the machine. 
is because oh, you, see, you that, need you gotta have a, you got to have a good algorithm. Yes, for uh, you yeah, do yeah, yeah. something that's unexpected. Because if you can, if you are already expecting what's going to happen, it kind of ruins the fun. I feel. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It would have to be mm. a very randomized kind of like yeah. an intricate algorithm and something that's fairly random. Well, so that way it's not the same every time. Yeah. Well, is there is there like a is there a robot hand? You know. Uh, no, that, uh, but th- but there's a phone app which you can like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm serious. Jules on the forefront. There's like a phone app. <laughs> no, I saw this weird ass. Com- I can't believe I watched the whole fucking thing. It made me cringe so hard. I can't believe I ordered two of them. <laughs> Shut up, Steve. I wouldn't order two. I like, I'd order army. three. <laughs> have a whole oh. army. Yeah. Uh, but no, there's like it comes with like a phone app and like it like connects to the robot so you can like fuck with everything. You know, you can change the speed or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but see, that's that's also that's my point though. Is that's kind of boring too because then you're controlling it. I don't know. You can just get really drunk, put on a blindfold, and just uh, like, well. mash on your phone. Because <laughs> I feel like that's how most people would use that thing anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like it's not like a vibrator has like a random setting. Well, but, you know, but maybe like, they should. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a female out there that's like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we need to like, uh, you know, turn to the phones. (laughs) Female callers would like to. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. Let us, let us know what you prefer. What do you, yeah. (laughs) Weird. I mean, it's a thing, dude. It's a thing. It's a thing. Well. There's a lot of things. Sex. There are a lot of things. Sex sells. Not when it's us talking about it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow! So okay, so going back, to, going back much further than all that because that was a pretty huge tangent as well. Back to the case of um, fulfillment, purpose, programming, following tasks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In a world where you didn't have to die, like your consciousness could live on forever, because that is a thing, by the way. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, right? Because all this cloud technology, yeah. talking about uploading consciousness and all that. So again, this, mm-hmm. is, this may be a decision that we're all faced with when we're much older, is whether or not to go out gracefully and just die versus having your consciousness live on eternally. I don't know. I'm pretty sure like when I get old enough, I'm just going to like walk in, out in the woods and fucking blow my brains out <laughs> <laughs> especially like after like 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 my parents die i'm just like oh yeah it's like it's fucking open season now. <laughs> oh man much love to the parent to the parents for sure oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah. can't do that to moms oh man yeah man definitely not yeah no. like when my body starts to fail me and like especially if i have kids like god forbid that, God forbid that weird tangent happens because life is fucky. Uh, it is fucky, and they're like, you know, you know, Dad, we got to put you in a retirement home. I'm like, okay, cool. It's time to go buy a gun. <laughs> oh my God! And just disappear for like a few hours on a Tuesday. I mean, I think that's fair. I think a gun's a little bit uh, messy. Yeah, you know? yeah, that'd be kind of fucked up for anyone to find. Yeah, why don't you just like OD on drugs? Like, nah, I think we owe that to people, though. Yeah, to fuck, <laughs> to clean yeah, up our shit. This generation is <laughs> clean up my brains. <laughs> generation is too soft. They haven't had to deal with. Oh, no, shut the fuck up! <laughs> That's awful. 
<laughs> that's last time like you saw human clean brains? Clean up some brains, motherfucker. That, that would be like some, some Texan would totally do that. It'd be like, I'm going to make my kids find me. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot of people that do that. <laughs> Little bitches are too soft. <laughs> Oh, clean God, up my yeah. brains and then see and see if you can deal with the world. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> like fuck them up for the rest of their lives. I'd be pretty fucked up if I had to do that, man. Oh my God! But you know, I mean, I don't. That's probably the worst thing you could ever experience. So I guess everything up there from there is uphill. So you know, <laughs> I think it's. I, I think there's something to be said about having to. I mean, not having to deal with tragedy, but having to deal with. Carcasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there is something to be said. Odd uh, choice of words, but uh, no, like carcassi. There's <laughs> carcassy. <laughs> yeah. There's there's um. Damn. There's value in understanding, having a visceral mm-hmm. experience to to understand that like you are a meat bag. Huh. Yeah. You're a meat bag. Yeah. Sometimes that bag spills open. Yeah. Too traumatic. That shit's fucked. I mean, it's uh, brutal. That shit's totally fucked. I I think when you go along with the idea that <clears throat> smell is like one of the most mm. um, mm-hmm. prominent oh, senses fuck, in, yeah. in in terms of um, refreshing memory. your memory, yeah, exactly. I think that would just like do so much damage, man. <laughs> like, just in the long run, you know, just like well, I remember the on, smell. Fuck. It depends know. on whether or not it's rotten. Mm. You know. So then. <laughs> Yeah, so, so be like, yeah, so, yeah, so, so, you, you, so you text your kid, hey, come pick me up, and then yeah. blow your brains out. Yeah. I was going to say. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I got yeah. a doctor's appointment. Come pick me up. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Doing them a service. No. Either that or I do it to an enemy. Just like, hey, I'm sorry. You know what? Like, just play along for a week and just see if it works. It's like, yeah, let's meet up for a game of chess in the park. You like you're really gangster. Like you do it like right in front of them, and just like let the splatter get them. I'd be really disappointed if I was invited to a chess game and I found a dead body. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> or some guy was like, "Hey, I'm here to play chess," and just blows his brains out all over you. I mean, yeah, that'd be pretty weird. That'd be that'd be much worse. I think it wouldn't be disappointing. It would just be very <laughs> weird. It'd be very strange. I'd be like, "That's that was an odd choice." I mean, like I think the rest of my life I would be wondering, like, why did why did he want me to see that? I think that was like an attack on me. Yeah, well, that's why like, I said like, like what worst, the fuck? worst enemy. Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. No, I got you now. Yeah. I got you, dog. The person I hate the most. I mean, maybe he's just really, really prideful about chess. You know. Like, he saw the checkmate coming and he just, blew yeah, it. yeah. Just in my like, mind, that's in my mind, that's where I was going with that. Oh, yes. like, I imagine, like, as soon as you know, a checkmate, he's like, You don't get to walk away from checkmate. It's like, no, all right, you don't. Time that's... for me to put a bullet in my face. <laughs> oh my god. So, you're saying he's playing Russian roulette, but with chess. Like anytime he loses a chess, like maybe he's like a, <laughs> he's like a fucking grandmaster at chess. And he's like, if anybody beats me, I'm going to blow my fucking brains out. And the moment he sees like that happen, he's just like, nah, nah, I'm going out like a champ. Undisputed. Blow my brains out. <laughs> yeah. <my. laughs> Yeah, I like that backstory. That's okay. a good one. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got Steve's reference. Yeah, it's like just knocking over the king. It's just like, oh yeah, no, this is over. 
Not so much. So that's life, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be usable, honestly. No, this is all excellent, by the way. All right, okay. I'm letting you know, this is great. Like, I'm thinking about, like, all this. I'm like, no, hmm. dude, you, ah, this is fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> Believe me, this is fantastic. You better not edit this at all. I'll, I, be, I'll be offended. I, I might edit out the traffic stuff a little bit. We went a little bit too, too long on traffic, so. Okay, fair enough. Man, is that Burns? We should get Burns in here. No. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Beware the Burnsing attack. We talked about this earlier. I was like, if you have, like, Adam's like, I'd like to do one with Burns. I was like, if you do one, it's just be you and Burns and no one else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. I know it matters. He's just going to talk the whole time. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like, yeah. An inter- more like an interview. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, that's cool. More like a soliloquy. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, that, was, that was pretty good, actually. That was no, that was perfect. If any of you know Brian Burns, <laughs> man, enjoy all, that one. All the hate. Enjoy that one. That was, that was hate, gold. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> I'm so glad Dave Chappelle's back, man. I'm glad too. You know, it makes me warm and fuzzy inside. It does. Yeah, man. So like, <clears throat> you know what's funny? It's funny that I saw a, a big uproar in the the transgender community over his special because of that joke he makes. Mm-hmm. But that, I'm surprised that's a thing because it's like, dude, you know what you're getting into with Dave Chappelle. Like, mm-hmm. he pushes those boundaries mm-hmm. as any great comedian should. That's their job. Here comes the deep water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like very self aware about it too. Yeah, like, he, okay, he knows totally. He knows. He's like, all right. <laughs> I love it. And the whole rape thing too, with the Cosby thing. You know? Yeah, the Cosby thing is is pretty incredible. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's one of those topics that's like, you know, really dangerous for people to talk about because it's so easy for especially if you're not someone who's like close to that community. I mean, it's like you don't even begin to realize the ways that you speak that are deemed offensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, things that you know for the average person. Uh, Adam. You want this one? Yeah. Yeah? Fuck yeah. That's why it's there. Yeah. All right. Cool. Keep going. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying? Um, uh, I, I was talking about the, the danger of speaking towards the topic just because so many people are unaware of what is considered offensive right. to that community. Right. And I, th- I can't remember who it was that pointed out that they, they question, and I agree, I question how much of that community truly feels that way Hmm. Mm -hmm. are as sensitive as some people are to those things. Yeah. Like I feel like, I I don't know, but I feel like it's a very, very vocal minority. I think so as well, because I think most, um, anytime you get into the idea of like groups versus individuals, like, uh, individuals are usually very rational and able to accept things, but when it comes to the idea of belonging to the group, then they feel the need to be offended by a certain amount because of the fact that the group itself is offended. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think. I mean, that's just my own thing here. Again, maybe it's ignorance, maybe whatever. I don't know. But that's just, to, to me, that's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. I think the unfortunate part of all that is that you end up with a lot of people who are just... 
afraid to talk about it. Yeah. And and that's anything, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Because sure. everything, I think just about anything that can be said that's real, that's based on real experience, you know? I mean, like, unless you're talking about fucking, like, rainbows and unicorns all the time, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, if you're talking about some real shit, because life is pretty fucky, Mm-hmm. you're going to say you're going to be talking about some shit and you're going to be saying some shit that's going to offend people. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be joking about some shit because for some people, mm-hmm. myself included, the way I deal with that shit is by joking about it. Absolutely. I have to. I mm-hmm. have to because of the fact that like, personally, I'm a very depressed person. And I'm sure you've probably understood that living with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have my moments and people that aren't around me all the time, they don't see that. But eh, I'm fairly depressed, you know? And I get into funks. Everyone does, man. And, uh, yeah, and that's a fairly more prevalent thing nowadays because of the fact that just everything's exposed, you know? Like, I, everything, everyone's realizing how shitty things get, you know what I mean? So it's like there's there needs to be more of a, more of an emphasis on mm-hmm. finding ways to deal with reality rather than trying to ignore it, you know? Because yeah. if you try to ignore reality, you're just allowing um, negative fucking things to just continue to exist you mean like you got to be able to fucking acknowledge them Mm -hmm. find ways to deal with them maybe even joke about them you know because it's like it's not it's not like it's gonna fucking stop no sorry maybe i I got too fucking no 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 no, you're fine i'm not trying to get too fucking serious no 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 no, no, you're fine yeah you're right on man i'm a little bit too silly i think i don't think so man i think well no 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 (laughs) i'm a little i might be a little too silly (laughs) Not like my, my, the emotional state of being. More like I might have had too much beer. No, my statement still holds true. You're you're fine, Jules. You're fine. Feel free. Well, no, like my 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 ability to say words and stuff and put them together in a good way starts can't, to kind of go downhill. Can't string my words together. Um. <laughs> no, I I think personally, I feel like when I when I've had a couple of beers, I feel like I'm actually better at trying to explain things to myself and others because of the fact that normally, and I get, maybe this is a problem. Maybe this is like fucking first sign of alcoholism or something, but like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm all like, I can just, I I don't know. I just, I don't, I reduce my filter. Like that's my thing. You know, I'm not trying to get drunk. I don't ever, it's never my objective is to get drunk. It's just to, um, uh, break down the filter between things that I'm thinking and things that I'm saying. And, uh, because normally I'm overly self-conscious, mm-hmm. you know, of the things that I say. Sure. It's like caring too much how things I'm going to say are going to be perceived. So for me, this helps personally, but I don't, you know, I wouldn't want it to get out of <coughs> hand. I'm not going to drink 12. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> just like just a couple. Yeah. See, well, it's the difference because an alcoholic, they don't, they just want to get fucked up. Yeah. That's kind of the main thing. And then everything else is kind of secondary. It's like a bonus. <laughs> a bonus. You forget about all your problems. Like you have less bonus of a filter. Points. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just about getting that feeling, I feel like. Maybe. No. Mm. Everyone's different, man. Yeah. And the one thing they do all have in common is that there's no control. Yeah. Ah. Uh, That's so. the biggest thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Once it starts, you can't stop it. Pringle syndrome. I feel like uh, once I feel, you pop, <laughs> I feel very blessed to have, to have, mm. you know, not 
not found myself in such a position. I think mm-hmm. I got that. Gene. I've watched a lot of really close people go through yeah. that. Not that one, but like the fucked up gene. What? <laughs> <laughs> the one you know that fucked up gene. The one that keeps going more and more and more and more and more. You're talking about addiction, though. Oh yeah, but I think everybody's addicted to something. Oh yeah, but like I think I got it like real good. <laughs> I got that. I got that really, really good like, impulsion. Like, got that real, real. I, I remember like growing up, like my dad. Like, well, I found out later, like for sure, he was an addict. But like growing up, it was just like, yeah, like your father's. Like my mom would is like your father just gets on these like weird kind of like things like. For like a month, he'll just like eat the shit out of some Captain Crunch. Like every day, he'll have like a bowl or two of Captain Crunch. Like he's totally into it. But you know, then I later found out. <laughs> well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just like weird, like like infatuations. Like he would get into, like he'd just do a lot of this for a while or do right, a lot right, of that right. for a while, and then I later found out, I was like, oh yeah, got arrested for meth. Like oh, mm. oh. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, it's- like I said, it's addictive personality. Well, yeah, and like I'm really afraid. Like I got some of that. Oh, I, dude, I know I have that. I know. I think, like I said, I think everybody has that because I think everybody's addicted to something. You know, I think some people are just addicted to well, things that aren't deemed, um, uh, <clears throat> like uh, detrimental or true. something. You know, what I mean, like, but, but even if it's like TV or TV shows oh, or movies yeah. or whatever the fuck, oh, like, yeah. or just like sitting on your ass or mm-hmm. whatever, like there's something. That, oh yeah, you know. Yep, I get those square eyes, as my mom used to say. Square from eyes. From watching TV. Ah. <laughs> it's like, you've got square eyes, Julian. I'm like, I'm watching too much TV. <laughs> but TV's awesome, Mom. Because when you're five, yeah. Like, one of my students said that. Like, last week she came in. She's just like, yeah, I've been, like, really busy. And I was like, yeah, I get that. You know, school, you have all this stuff you got to do. She's, like, seven. She doesn't know what the yeah, fuck's yeah, going yeah. on. <laughs> but you kind of have to, like, say, like, oh, I get that. You know, yeah. you got school, you got no, family. Yeah. And then she just goes, yeah, and I got to watch TV, too. Oh, just like, God man. damn it, kid. You know, okay, do you ever do this? Because <laughs> I feel bad for doing this sometimes. But sometimes I try to get a little bit too real with them. And maybe it's, like, maybe they're, shit, I don't know. I feel bad about this. Maybe they're too young for this. I've had my moments where I've been like, this is going to be the most free time that you ever have. Like, I tell people that. I tell kids that. I'm like, because as you get older, you find less and less time to actually do these things. So Mm -hmm. right now, even though you don't think you do have it, you have the most free time Mm -hmm. that you're ever going to have. Yeah. And I feel bad for saying that sometimes because I'm like, man, they shouldn't be hearing that from me. But I feel like I have to say it just to get the point across to them like, you need to throw in like five, 10, 15 minutes. Like, I'm not asking a lot. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. just pick up the fucking thing well, for like don't... a few minutes a day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. play with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't even, and I'll even say, like, don't even do the things that I'm asking. Just fucking play. Just get it. Just fucking dig into it and find mm-hmm. something that you like to do with it so I can yeah. see what you're inclined to do naturally. You know, like, what have you been doing this week? Oh, I've just been doing this. It's like, cool, you're working on slides. Let's do that. Like, let's fucking hmm. slide, motherfucker. Like, yeah. you know? yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to figure that shit out, but you have to fucking tell them because they think, mm-hmm. they think their lives are so fucking busy. Oh. It's yeah. like, yeah, wait till you get a job. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and he got like bills to pay and like yeah. relationships and like all this fucking and death and addiction around you. No, you know, it's just real life, mm-hmm. you know. Wait till real life happens. Right now you go to school and yeah, that's like a full time job. But like you know, it's like those kids' parents are doing full-time jobs, yeah. plus doing all this extra shit, including is- raising a fucking kid, yeah. you know? <laughs> Absolutely true. Yeah. School is fucking cake, too. Yes. Yes, if and they anyone, don't realize yeah. that. Well, I remember I saw this, like, Little Wayne behind the music thing on VH1, and he says, I never understood why people thought school was so hard. They give you a book, and all the answers are in the book. You're like, what? <laughs> This, this may be the only time I ever say this. Little Wayne. This will be the so funny. This will be the only time I ever say this in my life. But thank you, Little Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Seriously, thank you. Ah, dude, Little Wayne's got some fun songs. Oh man, that's funny. That's you being on Little Wayne. Nah, uh, that's good, man. But yeah, isn't that just like the the smartest fucking thing? You're like, yeah, like everything they tell you, like it's either on a piece of paper they give you, yeah. or in a book they give you, and it's right there. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is look at it one time. And go oh yeah i know that cool you know what i really liked was yeah. was was open book tests i had some of those in college at community college when i went there mm-hmm. and it, it blew my fucking mind because at first i was like oh that's so fucking cool and easy but then you realize you actually have to know the shit because you have to know where to find it when you're timed oh and, yeah and all you have are like you don't have fucking fill in the blank you don't have multiple choice everything is a written answer and there's even an essay portion and when you're doing those kinds of tests, mm-hmm. you have to know where to find the information. Fuck yeah. And if you don't know, that means you didn't fucking read it. Or you go to the glossary. And they're like, yeah, it's open book, and the motherfucker. Like, yeah. it's right there. Like, mm. just fucking look. Like, <laughs> that's the test, yeah. is can you find it in the book? <laughs> Did you read, motherfucker? Yes. Did you read? Or just like, how was, stupid are you? Yeah, and I'm just like, that's fucking brilliant Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like why doesn't why doesn't fucking like just primary school do that shit i didn't experience that until like college like like fucking community college yeah and and that's so that's so sad because i feel like that's that's a much better way to teach that shit i don't know sorry i just i was ranting for a while because i just felt very passionately about that (laughs) because of lil wayne (laughs) because of lil wayne (laughs) No, I, I, I think I, I think I agree with all of that, mm-hmm. and I, and going all the way back to what you started with, um, I don't think it's unreasonable for for you. I, I think it's fair of you to get real with a student. Yeah, you know, and to be able to say those things, and like it may or may not be the first time that they've ever heard something like that before. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that maybe that'll stick with them. Mm-hmm. Till their later years, and they'll be like, "Man, that guy! I remember that shit. Like, it made me feel bad when I was younger, but that guy mm-hmm. was fucking right." Because I've had those moments where I've remembered shit that like mm-hmm. older people have told me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Fuck, he was totally right." Yeah, for real. I think it's fair, okay, to do those things as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I figured it in the least, <laughs> like at least maybe they'll just like. Be like, all right, well, if that's what this is all about, then I don't want to do this. I know that's a fucked up thing to say, but it's like, at least I'm kind of like weeding out the people that aren't going to put in the work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I want a roster of students that are actually going to like enjoy what they're doing. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a yeah. that's, that's not a bad thing to want. Like you know, when you go there and you're putting in your time, because that's the way I see it. Is like if I'm going to put in my my time to transcribe these songs that like. I wouldn't fucking normally listen to, mm-hmm. you know, because I've had students ask me like, well, what do you play? And what do you, and I'm just like, oh, you don't want to fucking know. Like I let them know. I'm like, you know, and then like every, some of the really good ones, I start showing them mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my God, like that's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll fucking show them. I'm like, yeah, this is safety fire. This is good tiger, whatever the fuck. And I show them and like, this is, you know, this is one of my favorite riffs to play. And they're just like. I'm like, yeah, but that's what I do. To, that's what keeps me on my toes. And that's what keeps me um, grounded in the sense of understanding where you're at. Because this is what I'm dealing with right now with these songs. Yeah. So I understand what you're going through with your songs. Here's how you get through that. I mean, that's the only mm-hmm. way to really relate to them in that way. It was like mm-hmm. yeah. something that, that I'm doing currently. And here's what I'm having issues with. And this is what I need to tell myself. So I need to tell you that as well. Because it, it translates the same way. You know, mm-hmm. reaching those kids, especially when they're that young, is hard because <clears throat> they don't have any. <clears throat> like, like you said, you know, like this is the most free time you'll ever have. So try and pick yeah. up your guitar every day, but they don't know what the fuck that means. Like, now, you, you don't know, know what the fuck that means until like you're like in your twenties, basically. Yeah, and even yeah. then, you still kind of don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but you know, it in halfway in defense of them, I can't believe like how much how much kids have to do now like yeah. that is also kids true. are kids are busier now like it's it's weird how you know and i you know this is i'm trying not to be judgmental in this because i certainly don't have kids and don't know what it's like but it seems like a lot of the parenting mentality now is that like you just you always have to have something to do for your kids like there always has to be an activity plan. There's always something that's next, you know, so that they're just doing something all day, every day, you know, and like. But why is that? I don't know. Like, why can't they just but have I some can't, time to just fucking veg out? I can't relate to it at all because I remember how much time I spent when I was growing up, just like, just being outside, just being unsupervised yeah outside of my house you know and like you know and not that i necessarily went far and if i did but i mean like i could always just tell my mom like hey mom we're going to the park and it's like you know it's like eight blocks away or whatever but it's in the neighborhood and you know she knew where we were gonna be and then we would go spend the afternoon out there and it was like you know i spent so much time unsupervised as a child see but but did you not learn something from those experiences I feel like you you did in a way like there's, sure. there's real world experience that you got out of that. It wasn't just like dicking around like bullshitting or whatever. Yeah. It's like you're learning things. Yeah. About life. I was I was interacting with all kinds of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it's like you meet kids in the park and right. like you play with them or like I'm doing shit that I shouldn't be maybe and like you know some other adult um mm-hmm you know, choose yeah. me out. And, uh, and, and, you know, if, if you're not a piece of shit, you feel guilty, you know, what you were doing was probably not a good idea. Right. You know? Right. And it's, it's good to have that reinforcement of like, if you, you know, hopefully your parents, you know, teach you those kind of things as you're growing right. up, that, like, don't be a piece of shit, whatever. Right. And like, 
But to have someone else like call you out and realize like it's not just some shit my parents say. It's like, dude, this There's is what, the truth to it. This is what the yeah. world expects of me. Right, right. You know, and you know, and then being unsupervised too. Like there was a responsibility in that. Like I knew that. Like you know, if I told my mom we were going to the park, you know, she would she would tell me, you know, you need to be back by whenever. Yeah, you know, like. Before it's dark or, you know, before dinner or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and I was a little shithead in that regard. Sometimes I'd be like, what? <laughs> I, why? why? <laughs> like, that was me. That was me as a kid asking why all the time for everything. Yeah. Ooh, why? Why does that matter? No, no <clears throat> but really though, explain to me <laughs> because I said, so. Well, why do you say that? <laughs> well, you don't trust me. Like what's going on? <laughs> it's a little shithead. I know I was a shithead. Yeah. So was I. But I think in the very least, you could say that there's also a social skill that's also learned as well from just being in those environments. Because I think some people are a little bit too sheltered (coughs) and then they don't learn social skills in that regard. Mm -hmm. And myself included. Like, I started hanging out with a lot of my friends, like, late elementary school, middle school, high school kind of thing. So maybe between the ages of, like, nine through, I don't know, 16, 17 or whatever the fuck, you know. Mm -hmm. Um but before that, it's it's insane because all I did, me and my brother, all we did was fucking play video games. Like that's it. Like, since I was like three till about eight or nine, all we did was fucking play video games with our time. Well, but it wasn't bad. I'm not knocking it. No. By the way, <laughs> again, because we talked about this too. Because that's where I learned persistence and patience and like goal oriented kind yeah. of mentality of yeah. just like feeling accomplished and achieving a task because of games. Which is strange. It's strange to say that because I've I've been on the fence about that too of like the importance of games and what that teaches, you know, people in general, you know, mm-hmm. kids especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd spend a lot of time by myself. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I had a lot of Legos and I would just like be in my room by myself a lot. Yeah, go on like walks with like my mo- my dad, and my sister, and dogs. But a lot of time it's just really by myself. Yeah, but you also grew up in Denton. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying it's just there's this is a pretty college town, you know. Like I don't know. To me, I can't imagine growing up here. Like it seems a little strange to me. I mean, I don't know, but like it was a lot smaller when I grew up. Like that was a big thing for one. But that as well. It kind of didn't matter because most of the time I was inside by myself. Like, <laughs> you know, for yeah. like I had some friends down the street, and I remember I was like in the third grade, and <clears throat> there was just one of them was kind of an always an asshole, and there was actually my. My fucking mom finally told me about this, and, like, the reason I couldn't end up hanging out with him, I thought it was because this kid was an asshole, and, like, my mom, like, one day was just like, you know what, like, I'm gonna put you in the corner, like, I've had enough of you, and I thought that's what it was, and, like, the parents took offense to my mom, like, trying to discipline their kid. Wrong. It was actually due to the fact that my dad was pissed that, like, their dad didn't take him to a baseball game or something. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I found this out after years because I remember, like, these are, like, my best friends. Like, they lived down the street from me. And, like, I remember it was, like, Christmas break. I think I was in the third grade and walked down there with my dad. My dad talked to their dad and kind of hung out. And, like, we walked back to my house. Right. I've told you this. Yeah. And, like, my dad just went, "Uh, Julian. uh, (laughs) So fucked up, dude. You're not allowed to ever hang out with those guys ever again. I was like, what? He was just like, like, I know they're your friends, but 
Like I just, we, I just don't agree with you know so, their parents yeah. so and so. But you're not allowed to ever hang out with those kids ever again. And now, I, like a few weeks ago, I just figured out that my dad was just pissed because he couldn't go to a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because like my mom tried to like discipline one of their kids, but my dad, like in his infinite fucking stupidity, just was like, ooh. Oh, the Rangers. Ooh, ooh. He's all he's all fuck that guy. And you know what? You're not gonna now, be friends with this. Now son. that I think about it, I'm pretty sure the Rangers suck dick. <laughs> and the only reason he wanted to go see that fucking game was to watch A Rod hit dingers. Yeah. That's it. And A Rod sucks dick. Oh man. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I spent a lot of time by myself and you know and that was like another thing. I think uh there was another friend I had and he remembers this story of like one time he was hanging out over like at my house and like I did something like I spilled something in the kitchen or I fucked something up. Yeah. And like, so like I tried to go like wake up my dad and be like, dad, I, I fucked up. You know, like I spilled this, like I couldn't wake him up. We could do like, neither of us could wake him up. And it was probably cause he was just like fucked up on something or whatever. So like thinking about this shit now, it's just like, yeah, I was by myself a lot. Yeah. Cause like he was like, Oh, I'm going to go do something. And you're like, go out in the garage and like get high or whatever the fuck or Get fucked up. <clears throat> so, like, yeah, a lot of my time was really by myself, and I think that's also kind of why the way I, the way I am right now, and I spend a lot of time by myself. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, man. Fuck, that's so... <sighs> Goddamn baseball tickets. <laughs> Like for the West, the West has just been dominated by like ridiculous players: Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, and yeah. Tim Duncan. And then you know Shaq played for Phoenix and the Heat and whatever all that shit. We went to the Magic. Oh, he was in the Magic first. Yeah, he start. He was drafted by the yeah. Magic, and that's when he was like, like lean and like was really Shaquille. <laughs> yes, more Shaquille than O'Neal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And then he got pretty hefty. He was Shaquille, he wasn't Shaq. Yeah. There you go. He wasn't the god figure of <laughs> Shaq. <laughs> yeah. Was that was that was that like before or after his uh what was that movie that was a terrible movie? Shazam? It, it might have been Shazam. He made two terrible movies. There was another one Steel. Where, Steel. Yeah. I never saw Steel. I never saw either of those movies. I didn't see either of them. <laughs> Thankfully. No. But yeah, You know he put out like a ton of rap albums, right? Uh, I know he put out a game called Shaq Fu that I played. Yes. <laughs> there, there was a video game called Shaq Fu, but he had like 12 rap albums. Like mm, 12? The, like some insane amount. Like, oh, oh my God. Let me go look this up really quick. Because like he had an insane amount of uh that's like too, that's too many albums that's too many albums for a great rap artist well of course he paid someone <laughs> to write it like, like like i don't know you you think dr shack couldn't uh dr shack couldn't write some lyrics <laughs> hey man that's a good reference yeah, he is he is now sorry like, way when, off. when did that happen way off was that like five years ago i don't know not 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 as, not near as many as i said but dr. he still shack. has <laughs> he has four studio albums, two compilation albums, mm. nine singles, two soundtrack albums, and one unreleased album. So basically just four albums. Four albums. <laughs> but he has two compilation albums. What is, uh, you know, the no, best that's... of Shaq. Hmm. That's pretty, you know, four four <laughs> records. 
four records is solid. That is solid. That's more records than Biggie had. <laughs> <laughs> Just to put that in the con- that's a that's a fact. Yeah, that's a true fact. Yeah, man, dropped on Interscoped. <laughs> man, that's insane. <sighs> that's more records than I have, dude. Dude, one of yeah. them went platinum too. What? <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal has a platinum record. The first album called Shaq Diesel. Oh my god. Went platinum. It sold 864,000 copies. You know who else had a had a rap album that you would probably Wait, not, not expect? Kobe Bryant? Mm, Kobe not, Bryant no. has a rap album. It's well, called okay. Kobe. Yeah. I didn't know that, but yes. you know you know who else? Uh Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, I think I've heard about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's terrible. Of course it is. <laughs> Two songs are probably about snapping into a Slim Jim. Uh, he, he has a song um, where he's like insulting Hulk Hogan. Oh, it's of course. It's pretty great, yeah. yeah. It's like, be a man, Hogan. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Be a man, Hogan. <laughs> that, that's totally it, by the way. Like, seriously. Uh, it's pretty that's, bad. That's exactly it. <laughs> it's ex- <laughs> Just saying, that's a thing that exists. So, yeah. You know. Sorry, I'm just looking over the Shaq discography more. <laughs> As you should be. Yeah, this is uh, starting to wind down. It's a paper. Somebody needs to write a dissertation on, on <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal's contribution to I thought hip hop as an art form. Western art culture. <laughs> wasn't his dissertation on like leadership? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, dude, Shaquille O'Neal has a doctorate. I want to read that. I want to read his dissertation that, on leadership. Is it an earned doctorate or is it an honorary doctorate? No, it's an earned doctorate. Earned doctorate. It's an wow. earned doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. He was doing like his masters when he was still in the league, but now he is official doctor Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Yeah. What is his field? It was it's communications. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Master <laughs> doctor of communication. Mm. I enjoy listening to him speak. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, most of the time. I mean, I would be willing to take his advice on leadership. You know, I feel like he knows a thing or two about leadership. Uh, Ah, kind of. (laughs) Really? That's not like the stories like I've heard. Do you think you know more about you know more about leadership than Shaq does? Uh, I wouldn't (laughs) say that, but I wouldn't say that Shaq is like truly a leader. (laughs) Okay. Cause like I've heard like like Shaq was like a weird locker room kind of like guy like he was just like a strange guy to deal with like on the team because a lot of the times he wasn't totally team oriented hmm. he was more about like his like his brand and like well because he was a rapper and rappers are all about ego and a movie star <laughs> and a movie star and a, phil- a philanthropist and a, a you know, oh, okay all yeah, right. MVP right. of the league that just adds to it like supposedly he would just like he would just get naked and like tackle people. Like, just yeah. do weird fucked up shit just to, like, yeah, hmm. like, fuck around and, like, him and Kobe had, like, a big beef and, like, it was just because they couldn't, like, handle each other's egos. So, like, if you kind of want to write a, le- like, thing about leadership, yeah, I guess in hindsight, that's great. But, like, when he was playing basketball, like, he was kind of, like, like, this is my way or the highway because I'm Dr. Shaquille O'Neal. <clears throat> or one of his weird, goofy nicknames he had for himself. I, I feel like that might have been a thing that he... He would have said. I feel like he would have called himself <laughs> Dr. O'Neill before he even got the doctorate. Big Aristotle. He's got a bunch of great nicknames. Oh, yeah. The Big Aristotle. The Big Aristotle. Yeah. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. 
Never heard that one. <laughs> really? That is the thing. That's a good one. Yep. Didn't know about that. AKA Shaq Diesel. AKA <laughs> the Big Diesel. AKA Dr. O'Neill. <laughs> I've seen so many interviews with him where he'll just like go on and just talk about himself and shit like that. It's just like that. Yeah. So I feel like his dissertation may be kind of booty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well then. Oh, yeah, I'm looking Dr. Up. Shack. Actually, no, it's a doctorate in human resource development at Barry University. Hmm. I know. Human ah, resource. But he did get his MBA from the University of Phoenix online. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like it kind of rules out that doctorate too. Like okay. you maybe you should go back and get a master's again, check. <laughs> Perhaps. Because I don't know if that counts if you got it through the University of Phoenix online. Oh well, apparently it does. Well, uh, for for Shaq it does. <laughs> he just has to say it. And it becomes reality, I feel like. Masters. Yeah, why should why why should we pretend it's any different, you know, than Because it's the University of Phoenix. Online. Is <laughs> that any different than, you know, the way some kids go through uh, an undergraduate degree at some universities? Oh yeah, actually I was just thinking about that today. Just yeah. they fucking give anyone a degree. Like, oh yeah, here you go. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, I just feel like, I feel like that's a symptom more of, like, higher education just being kind of phony now. Mm. Eh, but, but is, that a, is that a modern thing, or do you think that's... I think that's of, a modern thing. Do you really? Or, do. or has it always kind of No, because, like, like there's, like, a extent. big university bubble right now. But I don't know, because I feel like there was a big university bubble in the 80s as well. At least in Texas. I know there was, for a fact. Because of the oil boom. Cheap, but this cheap, is this, this but this everybody. is but this is nationwide. Mm. That's the thing, and it's not cheap. The prices keep going up, and like we can't afford these things. And colleges are being more and more run like businesses, and especially because and because again, of that. Mm, but again, I feel like that's always been a thing as well, too. True, but like <clears throat> a lot, of, like I see a lot of these stories of like these colleges like succumbing to like what the students want. You know, like. Mm. Like, a lot of these, like, safe space ideas and things like that. Like, this might be a bad example, but, like, the students say, we don't like this. And, like, if the university doesn't change it, you know, like, something happens and the president will come up the next day and change, like, a whole bunch of things because of this. Like, I was saying this with, I think it was the University of Missouri a few years ago. Like, mm-hmm. people got fired because the students didn't like what the, the idea, like, the things that they were teaching. <laughs> I mm. wonder if it's the same school my friend was teaching at. Uh, which was a school where they had like in the last year less than two years um, had like multiple racial events there I could see that happening in Missouri yeah I don't it's just I don't know why I mean I'm not mm-hmm. surprised there's there's been that that whole big deal with Missouri lately I mean maybe always maybe <laughs> maybe since maybe maybe since the beginning of Missouri as a state but maybe that was always a thing maybe hmm. I'm fascinated by the idea of like I, I don't like I don't really like vampire stories <laughs> but I love the idea of like beings that are like thousands of years old yeah. And have seen like so much. 
Right. Find well, that fascinating. There's there's a probably a, a deeper sense of knowing humanity. <laughs> Just well, knowing in general, obviously, but especially humanity because you get to see it for so long. Mm-hmm. So, I, I maybe I I only say that because of the fact that there is that kind of. Um, faux intellectual idea of of that we're constantly progressing you know in a linear fashion which i don't believe but mm-hmm. that is a thing that people tend to believe is just we're constantly like we're exponentially increasing our intelligence but i don't think that's a thing so if a vampire were around you know they'd be able to be like no nah, that's bullshit he's <laughs> like no 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 this is the same shit that's been happening it's like nah you guys are doing the same shit I keep seeing the same thing happen every fucking cycle yeah. like every generation this bullshit when are you guys gonna learn never <laughs> probably never <clears throat> yeah man yeah, we were watching uh, some of that Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson last night mm-hmm. had you ever heard those guys before I, I mean I've heard Graham Hancock before um Never heard Randall Carlson. We decided that Randall Carlson was like academic jewels. Yeah, oh, man, academic jewels is already on the wall. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Julian Shalom, lutenist. <laughs> it's foresight at its best. Yeah. You're going to play some loot jewels. Oh, uh. <laughs> Dude, I have, I have my qualms about guitar, too. What do you mean? I just don't think it's a sustainable... Really? Just well, just music in general. That's interesting. Not just guitar, but just music in general. Well, why would you say that? Less people actually care about listening to music, and it's more just like a background thing for them. Like I don't know, like a lot of people, like I don't know when's the last time they actually listened to like a whole album for one, mm. let alone listening to it in a whole album without doing anything else. Like just like a normal person, you know, who's just like I I enjoy listening to music, and that's what they do. Like, someone would watch a TV show without listening, like, you know, without doing anything else. Like, that shit doesn't exist anymore. Or it's starting to exist less and less. Like, I, for instance, this, this, uh, Paul Galbraith came and played a concert at UNT mm-hmm. the other day. That dude plays eight string guitar upright like a cello. And this group of kids came in, and they came in, like, right before intermission, right before he was finishing the last movement in the last piece of the first set. Like literally twenty seconds before he hits the cadence, mm. and then they come through and they they actually stayed for the whole second half and they listened. But I forget who it was. I think it was Brian went in there and like <clears throat> he went to the bathroom, and he heard like the kids talking and like one of the guys was like, "Man, that concert was dope," and the other guy and like his friend was like, "Yeah, man, it was pretty cool. It was great background music while I was like looking at my Instagram." That's fucky. Yeah, but I think that's people now. Like, they don't treat music the same anymore. They don't. Uh, mm, I don't know. That's a lot of people. I don't think. think that's a product of the uh, of the time. I mean, I think we're noticing it more. But I just I mean, maybe there's, but. like, an abundance of it, and it's so easy to get. Like, I don't think it's, like, I think it's a product of the time. Like, I don't think it's the people, but mm. it's just the fact that we have music, and it's just so readily available to use it all man. the time. I mean, I like to just sit around and listen to music. But that's you. You're a smart guy, and you think about things. Like, I'm talking about most people. <laughs> well, but I mean, I feel like most people don't aren't music majors, you know. Like that's just <laughs> in life, you yeah, know. <laughs> but like, I, I think you can go, I think you can go beyond that and say it's just like the the amount of access mm. is different now compared to like 
you know, any generation before them. Mm-hmm. Just content in general. Yeah. yeah. There's so much stuff available to you all the time. And, like, on the internet, you can just, <laughs> you can find anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. But does that... Remember how, like... You, it used to be an accomplishment just to know about a band. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, you know, it, I think it still is. Now it definitely is. It definitely is. Some like like uh Rolla Tomasi. I'm like, who the fuck is Dude, that? So fucking good. <laughs> so fucking good, by the way. But there's so many like bands on Bandcamp now. Like yeah. somebody's just like, Hey, I found this band. You're like, This band is the answer. Like this band is the truth. Like yeah. <laughs> And, like, that'll just happen. And they just happen to be from, like, the middle of fucking Montana. Yeah. Uh, pretty much anything on Ipecac is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, Jules, in that in that regret, for me, that was, like, that Black Crown initiate. Oh, yeah, Maybe. exactly. Yeah. You know. They're from, what, just like, holy fuck, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, it was, actually, I don't even know if, how much I've listened to anything after that. Not very much. They have but. two whole albums afterwards, and I really liked the second. I never got to listen to the third. I remember I didn't like the single they put out. Dude, it was, for me, they set at such a high bar with their EP that I, I was like, man, you have to fucking match that or be better and for they, the album. And, and so they far, they couldn't. I don't no. think they have. No, they like, can't. I haven't been super into them since then, because that is a fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's a really good one. It it's really, so good. It really is really it's good. It's like a fucking symphony. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. lovely. Yeah, they kind of do everything right. <laughs> well, you know, even before I, I, I... I'm pretty sure I've heard the first record, and I think you've shown me the second record. Well, no, I've shown you the first record, because I, I don't know what the second record sounds like. Oh, you haven't heard the second record? No. Nah, they only have... I've only, I have the first record and the EP, and that's it. So, Okay. You've heard... Okay, so... EP, first record. Even before I heard the first the first full length, like, I had a hard... I, I thought about, like, I don't know what to expect from a full length record from this band. Because this EP is so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't know how you can translate something to a long playing format that would be equal to this, let alone greater. Yeah. Because, I mean, that would be a huge accomplishment. It would be. To make a full-length record that's as good as that EP is. There are very few LPs out there, by the way, that flow in a very fluid manner. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Because, and especially with that regard, if you establish yourself as a band that acknowledges concepts as a main theme, yeah, in terms of your EP, mm-hmm. right? And then you try to project that onto the length of an LP, it's like you, I mean, you you have a fucking huge, huge reputation it to is. live up to in that regard. You mm-hmm. know, you got your work carved out for mm-hmm. you, like unless you unless you just say that your EPs are taking that format, yeah, and your LPs are just some other kind of. Um, mentality like you take some other different approach yeah. but but that's almost backwards because most people take their LPs seriously in terms of concepts and their EPs is just like yeah ideas well, for what they're coming up with Fallujah kind of did the same thing yeah with they Nomadic did. yeah they did because mm-hmm. that's kind of like you know it's the same thing like the uh, the Black Crown initiate like that's basically like one awesome 20 minute song mm-hmm. like there are four tracks on that EP but like come on it's like one really awesome 20 minute song. <laughs> no, I got you. And that's the kind of the same thing with that Nomadic EP. Like, mm. you gotta listen to the whole... Like, for me, I think you gotta listen to the whole thing. And don't ever let anybody talk shit about the second track. 
No. Is that a thing? Well, it would make sense because yeah. the first the, the first and the last track are just brutal tech death, and the middle track is kind of this ethereal electronic But music. I didn't realize that was a thing, though. Because, I mean, I, I I feel like it has its place. I, I feel like it's great. there are a few reviews online. I, I, really? I mean, it should... To you and I, it should seem fairly obvious. But, yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but again, but but that's ta- that's taking. Of course, ta- there are retards. <laughs> that's taking an influence from like a um, like symphonic standpoint. I think of like looking at it as movements, or in that regard, like that's the way I see it. It's like each okay. song is a, each song is a movement. Yeah. And in movements of a symphony, you have totally different feels, different vibes, different aesthetics. Yeah. So for me, that makes sense. It's like, yeah, you want your second track to be this way. You want your third track to be this way. Mm-hmm. Why would you do it otherwise? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, of like, course. So how could you criticize that? <clears throat> well, I mean, very simply, you know, the the outer tracks are just brutal death metal. And then you just have this something that's different that's not brutal death metal in the middle. So, of course, some <laughs> so meathead <laughs> can just go, bro, this shit is so gay. And like that's the end of it, you know. Like <laughs> shit isn't brutal because just like we were talking about no, earlier, brutal. You know, these people aren't going to go out and like analyze themselves. It's just like, oh fuck it. Like what's what is this? Oh, it's not brutal death metal. So fuck you. I don't want to listen to it, and I'm not going to think about it. I'm not even going to try to like think about why it could be cool. I'm not do, even going to. Do do you think those guys are are classically aware musically? What like, the like, guys who go that shit's gay? No, uh, the, the, the 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 guys in Fallujah. Yeah, or, uh, or just in those bands in general, like Black Crown Ishiot, Fallujah, like the bands that are doing that shit. Like, do you, uh, think, do you think they're actually? Because my inclination is to believe that there is that influence there. I don't think so. Whether or not it's like strictly adhered to, because yeah, Sammy I, I, knew the guys in Black Crown Initiate. Okay, and were, were they just a bunch of meatheads or what? Kind of. <laughs> like, they, well then, but like they they knew their guitar shit. Okay, like okay. the guy who does like most of the leads and he does like the clean vocals. Yeah. No, because I only asked that because I thought that about Sixth when I heard oh, Sixth. Yeah. Like, I think I was just starting college like mm-hmm. just starting community college yeah. studying music when i heard sixth and my thought was like these guys know their shit but they totally don't but they could have fooled me Felicia, i have no idea about <laughs> i i just always feel like it's safer to assume that people don't yeah hmm. but that's kind of the cool thing is like they have their own interesting ideas yeah about music because they've listened to so much and they've played through so much that yeah they have stuff and especially those guys and those bands are such like are so fucking proficient at their instruments. Mm-hmm. Like, some ideas are going to kind of rub off, and they're going to be, like, good ideas. Because mm. once you digest enough of that stuff, like, you're going to have some some pretty killer ideas. You might have some not good ones, too, mm. but you're definitely going to have some great ones. Yeah. Anyone can write a good riff. It's true. That is true. Yeah, this is totally, <laughs> totally going to be unlistenable. I can, I can tell already. <laughs> you know, hey, man, you don't know the master of my editing skills. Like, like I got I got great editing skills. So. Oh, I thought this was going to be unedited. That's what I do, bruh. No. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, can, I can stop this now. I should. I'll stop this now. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. I'll, I'll, find, a, I'll find a point. Good night, moon. <laughs> Good night, stars. <laughs> Good Peace, night. world. Yeah. All right, so there it is. The fuck are we talking about?
I don't know. Everything. Nothing. Anyway, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that, and we hope you continue to listen. You know, subscribe, comment, do all that good shit, whatever. I don't have to tell you. You're going to do it anyway if you like what we're doing. So, we got some good episodes coming up, by the way, in the near future. So, stay tuned for that. And if everything goes as planned, episode five should be edited and uploaded by this time next week. So, catch you then. Mm -hmm.